630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Tanner Pearson with two goals and two assists. The Vancouver Canucks knock off the Edmonton Oilers 5-2 tonight at Rogers Place. Edmonton's record slips to 16-9-3 on the season. Just the second time this season they have lost back-to-back games in regulation time. And the Canucks pretty much controlled this one throughout. They got an early power play goal. They got a shorthanded goal. They were up 2-0. It was 2-1 after one. Cassian did tie it early in the second period and there was a stretch in the second period where the Oilers showed the most life they had all night. They could not nose into the lead. Then Vancouver scored three in a row. It actually turned out to be three goals in seven minutes and 34 seconds from late into from late in the second period to early in the third and they were pretty much able to shut it down from there. The shots tonight 38-30 for the Canucks. This is uh, kind of an ugly stat here. Over the last two games the Oilers have been outshot 88-50. Of course it was 50-20 on Wednesday night against the Colorado Avalanche. Thanks a lot for joining us. 10.56 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. We are live in Studio 99. Overtime open line presented by Heartland Ford. These two teams are going to go right back at it tomorrow in Vancouver. So we'll see how the Oilers respond. Generally, they have responded pretty well coming off losses, but uh, they were definitely not the better team tonight. Uh, No, they weren't. Uh, Vancouver was a better team right from the beginning. Vancouver was physical at the start of the game. They got in on the forecheck. They for- forced turnovers. They got very good goaltending. Markstrom was, was good for, for Vancouver. Uh, Smith probably had a couple that he would prefer to have back. The best part for this Oiler team is they do get to play against the Canucks again tomorrow night. Anytime you have an off night and, and you're not happy with your performance, you want to get back out there very quickly. Not often you get the opportunity to go back against the exact same team, but they do, and uh, again, as, as Jack and Bob were talking uh, after the game, this is a, an important weekend. It's not going to make or break your, your season, but it certainly uh, will allow a, a number of teams that are trying to climb back into a playoff race, it'll give them a little confidence if they can move a little bit closer. So the Oilers are going to have to have a much better effort tomorrow in Vancouver. 5-2, the Canucks win it. The Oilers you know, had won three straight over Vancouver coming into tonight. But especially since Travis Green took over as coach, I I feel like we've seen a bit of a different Canucks team. And they've been a very pesky opponent for the Oilers. And I I thought tonight they certainly checked better. And when it came to that high danger area of the ice, in in both ends, whether the Canucks were attacking or defending, they they were just better. They were better in those areas. Well, I think we've seen over the last few years, as you say, since Green has taken over, that the Canucks have played the Oilers harder. They've they've battled well. There's been a number of games in in that stretch where they probably weren't rewarded with the outcome that they they deserved. But the one thing that they have not been able to do in the past was get the big goal when they needed. They didn't have the offensive uh, prowess. And at the end of the night, they they could outwork, outplay, outhit everything. But the the Oilers had the better skilled players. Vancouver now is a much more improved team up front. They have depth. Uh, they can score off of uh, two or three lines 
I mean, tonight they get five goals and their best players weren't on the score sheet. So this is a much stronger hockey club and uh, some of their players are starting to mature. I thought Horvat was excellent tonight in this game. Tanner Pearson, that looked like the Tanner Pearson that we saw when he played with Toffoli and Carter, not the Tanner Pearson we've seen the last couple of years. So uh, this is a team that has battled the Oilers hard in the past but probably didn't have enough bullets in the gun to be able to beat them. Well, tonight they did as they, they had some players step up for them and uh, get the big goal when they needed it. It's something that's uh, eluded them in the past. That's our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. We've talked a lot about special teams being part of Oilers' victories a lot this season. Not today. The Canucks clearly won the special teams battle. They got went one for three on the power play. Not only were the Oilers 0 for three on the power play, I know they did score one about 15 seconds after penalty expired, but the Oilers 0 for three on the power play, and they gave up a shorthanded goal. And, and they had a chance on the power play when it was 2-2 to take mm-hmm. the lead and Vancouver won that section of the game. Well, specialty teams and goaltending win you hockey games. The Vancouver Canucks were better in both specialty teams and their goaltending was better. So that usually at the end of the night gets you two points. Uh, the Canucks, they do have a good power play so it's not a surprise when, when they score. They're, they're fourth in the National Hockey League. They've got some very talented players out there. I, I think Pedersen's got the, the second best one-timer in the National Hockey League outside of Ovechkin. And we saw it, it, it used a couple of times tonight. Whenever you have a, a, a weapon like that, that seems to open up other things too because you're so cognizant of it, you, you start cheating towards it. Now all of a sudden, seams open up other places. And their penalty kill did, did a good job. It, it frustrated the Oilers. It, uh, and, and the one opportunity where the Oilers could really make a stand when they could push and get that lead you know, blowing a 2-0 lead after blowing a, 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 a and giving up five straight goals in your, in your last game, you, there would have been a sag on the bench, but the Canucks got it done. And the Canucks are missing a couple of their really good penalty killers too. So kudos to them on the game tonight. The others are going to have to certainly go back to the drawing board. Their power play, the way their team is right now without Nugent Hopkins in the lineup, their power play certainly has to be able to pro- provide offense. And tonight it didn't do that. 5-2 Vancouver beating Edmonton tonight. Nugent Hopkins will not play again tomorrow. We'll see when he's back. Their next game after tomorrow is Wednesday. They start a four-game homestand. Are you at the point where to start a game, you would you would split up Dreisaitl and McDavid and try to change the matchups a little bit? You know what? You may have to, simply because the Canucks are deep, uh, and there were mismatches when McDavid and Dreisaitl weren't on the ice. So when that, if that's the case, you're going to have to try and even it up a little bit and splitting them up. Now, you're not going to be as good offensively if you have McDavid and Drysettle apart, but you're going to at least be able to carry a little bit momentum going forward. And I think we saw that tonight where their line would come off and then there was a, a drop. And obviously, throughout the night with the second line, the Horvat line scoring four goals tonight, or actually, they may have been on for all five, but they, they, they scored, they took advantage when against the Oilers' second, third, and fourth line. So it, it would not surprise me tomorrow night if Dave Tippett split them up to start the game and then just see where the game takes them. All right, let's hear from Oilers head coach Dave Tippett, courtesy GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices. GCLDiesel.com. 
Dave, after you guys came back to tie it to two, it looked like you guys had some momentum in that second period. And third goal was kind of a backbreaker. Uh, yeah, it was. We felt like we were coming a little bit. It wasn't a very good first period, and uh, felt like we were coming, getting some pucks, uh, at least some offense. It was own time in the second period, but then um, ultimately you give you give up five, you can't win in this league. You're just giving up too many goals right now, and it's costing us. Is there a uh, is there a common theme in the last couple of games as to why your game isn't maybe where you, where you'd like it to be? Uh, yeah, we're we're just playing a little little loose right now, just playing looser than I'd like and chasing goals and you're chasing the game. Just you don't have the same commitment to defending, so we gotta we gotta have the mindset to defend a little better. Any thought tomorrow to breaking up your? guys because you're going into Vancouver tomorrow perhaps playing yeah, I, got, I got lots of thoughts I got lots of thoughts when you're you have all of the plane rides a short plane we got, ride. I got lots of, it's lots of time between now and tomorrow so there'll be lots of thoughts going into it so I like this playing back to back you get to jump right back at it you know they come in here and schwacked us we go back in there tomorrow and it gives us an opportunity to jump back so we'll uh, we'll sort things out and figure out where we get tomorrow You've had pretty consistent core pairings, pretty consistent duos up front. Uh, you know, was it maybe patience at a time when you put a couple of losses together versus how do you kind of balance that? Yeah, we'll, we'll look at some different things, you know, but there's times when you got to have just a little little reset of the mind, you know. And, uh, you know, you look at early on in the year, it was all about defending and goals against. And, uh, you know, we've had some games where it's, it's uh, we've defended well, but some that we haven't defended as well. So the last couple we haven't defended nearly as well as we'd like to as a team. So you know you look at everything and come up with an answer, and hopefully come up with uh, a game plan that'll be successful tomorrow. There's little to criticize on your power play this year. But you have been giving up some short-handed goals, though. Yeah. How do you sort of reconcile that a power play that's the best in the league, but maybe? Yeah, you got to. That's a that's a little balance we have to have. You know, like missing Nuge on there uh, gives it some stability back there, so we're missing Nuge a little bit. But uh, that's a that's a concern. You can, you know, you're gonna you want to create chances, obviously, on the power play, but you don't want to give stuff away. Not only do you give it away, it's giving a big momentum away. You know, so teams are, uh, you know, teams are talking about coming here and not taking penalties against us. So when a few times that they do, you got to try to make them pay, and if they get something on the power play against you, that gives them a boost. All right, that's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. The Oilers beaten tonight 5-2 by the, the Vancouver Canucks. He talked a little bit about missing Nugent Hopkins, especially on the power play. Says he has lots of thoughts about possible adjustments for the game tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Didn't get too deep in any of those. We know Koskinen is going to be a net. We'll see what he might do, uh, what he might do otherwise. The, the Canucks scored the first goal of the game 331 in on the power play on uh, on a penalty where Cassian at 204 was given a penalty for charging. Well, it, it's it's funny. You, you and I both thought the same thing. When Cassian got run over, and he got run over, that was a huge hit by Edler. Cassian doesn't get knocked off his feet very often, and Edler found it the found him at the right spot and, and put him down and you and I both at that point started watching Cassian and we're like okay at what point is he going to look for retribution out here and as you and I were watching him so was the refs and the refs waited and, and he took a healthy run at Tanev and to me it was the right call Tanev was going down and he finished his check through him and those are penalties you just can't take early in a hockey game against a really good power play 
and it's as far away from your net as possible. It's behind the Canucks net, and that just set the tone for the game for the Canucks. This is a Canuck team that came in here probably upset at themselves, probably a little embarrassed by the loss they had last game. They were hoping to somehow come in and, and turn the tide, and that certainly helped them. A good power play unit getting to start a game on the power play with fresh ice. They get the lead, and, and it's hard chasing. And as Dave Tippett talked about, they chased the game the others did today and were never able to completely come back. Just uh, checking out a lot of the Canucks uh, media personnel on Twitter here. Uh, Brendan Batchelor, who does their radio play-by-play. Alex Edler will be reevaluated in Vancouver, but is doubtful to play tomorrow. He suffered an upper body injury in this game. He got run, and I'm trying to remember who it was. It was in the, the end, uh, in, in the third period, and he got smoked real hard behind the net. I, I, I should remember who did it. I don't. That would be a big loss for the Vancouver Canucks. Edler is, uh, he was a horse out there tonight. He, they tried to get him out every time against McDavid and Dreisaitl. He and Tanov playing together. Uh, yeah, and, and it's funny, Bob and Jack, it's one thing they talked about in their post game is the Canucks can weather the storm if they have injuries up front as they've got a number of depth players that they can fill in as they've got something like four regulars out of the lineup tonight and you didn't notice up front where they don't have a lot of depth is on the big uh, on the back end and Edler would be the big horse on the back end so uh, that would be a huge break for the Oilers tomorrow night if that comes to fruition Um, that's why you play the full 60 minutes and you finish every check just you never know when a bump or a bruise can keep a very good player out of the lineup. All right, 5-2 Vancouver beating the Oilers. Whenever it's the Oilers scoring five or more in a game, we turn on the goal light on 630Ched.com slash Oilers. That allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village. Triple A steak, succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your senses with the Japanese Village goal light. Rob, when, when you have a, a player like... Nugent Hopkins, who, who isn't able to play, and obviously they're hoping he returns on on Wednesday. Gagne slides in. He has a pretty good game against Arizona. Team as a whole did play well against Colorado. Thought that second line had some good shifts tonight, but kind of up and down. So, do you do you, have, do you are you looking at Gagne to fill in for Nugent Hopkins? Are you looking for all the depth centers to fill in because then you know you have Haas and Shane who don't really score, so they can't really do much more than they are than their skill set brings. Well, there's a reason that Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been a number one or number two center in the National Hockey League his whole career. His talent lends to that. Uh, when you ask someone to step in and play that role. Um, you're asking someone to play above themselves. There's no one on the others that is a first or second line player that's playing below them right now. Uh, guys can fill in, in in short term, but you can't expect them to do more than they're capable of doing. And Sam Gagne, I think he's got flashes in him still, but he's probably better served as a role player nowadays. A guy that can fill in short term in a top two line, but third or fourth line can give you a little bit of stability down there. He's a smart player. He's a professional. You throw him on the power play because he understands how to do that. But even if asking Haas to move up there, asking Shane to move up there, you're, all, you're asking them to do more than they're capable. There's, uh, they're just not that player. So you, you have to play a little bit different. You have to play a little sounder. And as Dave Tippett talked about, they were loose. And when you're missing a, a quality player, a guy that uh, can tilt the ice five on five, 
when you're missing one of those guys in your lineup, you're probably not going to be as good offensively. Therefore, you better be better defensively. And the others weren't better defensively tonight. They gave up too many chances, turned the puck over too many times, and as Dave Tippett said, played loose. 5-2, the Canucks take it. Let's go back down to the Oilers dressing room for GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices. GCLDiesel.com. He had two points tonight. Here's Connor McDavid. Just maybe take on what went wrong for you guys tonight. Uh, yeah, just not good enough all over. Um, special teams, I mean, uh, um, yeah, just not good enough. Um, you battled back. Obviously, they pulled out again a couple of goals. Maybe just seemed to try and muster it, but what was lacking? Yeah, I thought we did a good battle back. Um, you know, you even had... Uh, you know, a couple minute push there, um, you know, where we could have made it 3 2, and then um, and just one little mistake, and it's in the back of our net. And uh, they're up 3 2, and, and they're a team you can't play uh, play from behind. So um, you got to try to have a lead on these guys. They're, they're pretty good at shutting it down. Did you get that sense in that second period? Because it looked like you guys were pushing, and it almost seemed like it was a matter of time, and then they got there. Yeah, I thought so. You know, like I said, we had a good push there for, for a while. You know, we, we tied the game, and then you know, we were looking for a third, and, and I thought we were all over it. Uh, every line was doing a good job rolling it over. and. Um, yeah, just one little mistake and um, ends up in the back of my head. So it's good. It's good you just get to see him again tomorrow. I mean, as long as you win the game tomorrow, it's a solid. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's the opportunity we have tomorrow. That's what we plan on doing. Thanks. All right, that's uh, some quick comments from Connor McDavid as the Oilers lose 5-2 to the Vancouver Canucks. These teams have played twice this season, both times at Rogers Place, and they have split the two games. The Oilers won the first game of the year back on October 2nd. You can get us by texting or calling 780-496-0063. Adam from Lloyd Minster has uh, written in. He says, pretty terrible game all around for the Oilers. Smith with two super soft goals. If they didn't go in, it may have been a bit of a different game. Be interested to see if McDavid and Dreisaitl are split up tomorrow to give them more depth. Larson has looked slow and not very good since his return. It's too bad he didn't go to Bakersfield for a conditioning stint prior to returning. That is Adam from Lloyd Minster writing in today. Yeah, I don't think he needed to go down to Bakersfield. Usually that's a, a, a younger player, but someone that's out longer term. Like Sektra went for a few games. Yeah, he came now, back for but he know, was, nine months. Yeah, yeah that's a long, long, long term. There you, you're doing that for the safety of the player as well, trying to get him in at a, at a slower speed before he has to come play at the top level. I, I, honestly, there's uh, there's a lot of people that could write in a lot of different things tonight because the Oilers, the last couple of games have not been near good enough and the, the scores are really reflected uh, that fact. So the Oilers are playing tomorrow night in Vancouver. They have a chance at a little redemption and I, I know that I'm, to me, standings don't mean much right now, but I know that you're a standing watcher uh, this weekend and the, and the dropping three in a row, all of a sudden teams that were really out of it, you talk about the San Jose Sharks, the Dallas Stars, teams that had a terrible start to the season now, both those two teams are actually in playoff spots right now, Dallas and San Jose, and they're trying to creep closer. Whenever the top team starts to falter, it gives everyone a little bit of a boost because they can just see they're pulling them closer to themselves, allowing them to, to have that belief again. And uh, there's belief around the league. So the Oilers tomorrow night got to stop that a little bit by having a good game and getting a big road victory. Well, let's check out the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. The Colorado Avalanche keep rolling. 
keep filling the net. 7-3 win over the Chicago Blackhawks today. Now, Rantanen back in the lineup. He's been out for quite a while. He comes back, and he, all he did in his first game back is have a goal and three assists, four points. Uh, the Colorado, I, I, I've said it a number of times this year, Colorado is for real. They are a good hockey club. Beat up, they were winning hockey games. When they get healthy, they're going to be a team to watch. Kings knock off the Jets 2-1. The Rangers blank the Devils 4-0. Calgary wins 3-1 over Ottawa. Flyers beat the Canadians 4-3 in overtime. The Maple Leafs beat the Sabres 2-1 in OT. Tavares got his 10th of the season to win it. The Capitals beat the Red Wings 5-2. Ovechkin with a hat trick. The Caps are 19-4-5 on the season. And the Red Wings are having a tough go at 7-19-3. Yeah, no, Alex the Great continues to score goals. He has another three. I believe that gets him up to 20 on the season yeah, now. Yeah, he's at 20. That's a pretty good start for the old guy. <laughs> Probably going to get 50 again. Hurricanes beat the Lightning 3-2 in Tampa. Panthers shut out the Predators 3-0. Islanders shut out the Blue Jackets 2-0. Sharks win 4-2 over the Coyotes. Sharks have won 9 of their last 11. That keeps the Coyotes a point behind the Oilers atop the Pacific Division. And it's the Blues winning 5-2 over the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Oil Kings won this afternoon 5-4 against Calgary. They play at 4 o'clock tomorrow at Rogers Place. They'll take on Regina. The Oilers farm team, Bakersfield, winning 3-1 against the Ontario Reign. And uh, the U of A Golden Bears' final game of the first semester winning at home 5-1 over UBC. That is your Edmonton trailer scoreboard. 780-496-0063. Oilers lose 5-2 to the Canucks. We will welcome Alex to the show. Alex, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hi, thanks for having me on, guys. How are you? Good. Yeah, well, uh, I'm not willing to give Vancouver Canucks all that much credit today because I, like uh, everyone else, was really looking forward to watching this game, realizing that their four-point uh, game and the Oilers were, weren't good tonight at all. And, uh, you know, you could look at uh, those 100-foot hole passes that Tip has sort of talked about games games ago. They were there right from the start. They cast in bad uh, penalty. And, um, you know, they crawl back to make it 2-0. But then they give up that crappy third goal, you know, where it just crawled. Uh, you know, and then the fourth goal and the fifth goal, uh, Bear got... He couldn't even physically do anything physically, and then it went around the net again. And I don't think those kind of goals are going to happen, costing him in tomorrow night. And the obviousness of Nugent Hopkins, I think all of us have been looking at this season and going, you know, we're getting away with a lot of everyone's playing up to their potential, but what if something happens to Nugent Hopkins? Because he's the obvious guy people were looking at at that second line center and thinking, oh, if we lost Eugene Hopkins, then here we go. And I don't think, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, we all were thinking that this is not going to be serious, but got a question for you guys. If, uh, I, I think people are realizing that we need some center line depth, and I know we're up against the cap and, and stuff, but I heard some interesting things. Like, I've never been a Larson fan. And, uh, you know, and obviously we got killed in that trade. But moving forward, I mean, he's a $4 million guy. You know, and I, I was just thinking to myself tonight, because just watching this team play on defense, having uh, Jones there and Larson in the lineup at the same time, that defense looked slow. And uh, if there was a guy I would like to get a third-line a third line centerman or some centerman with depth to dangle that salary that Larson has moving forward 
It's just my thoughts. I could be full of it, but uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to be a lot better tonight or tomorrow night, guys. All right. I... Uh, you know, Ken Holland said he probably wouldn't make a trade until into January or February. I, I would think a team that would would part with a good third line center would probably want a prospect and a, a pick, and maybe it would be a conditional pick, depending on tied to how well the Oilers did, or if he was a free agent if he re-signed with the Oilers. Yeah, honestly, I I don't know what the trade market is out there right now, and I don't think there's a whole lot that happens at this time of year anyways. Um, uh, Larson can play in this league. Larson can be effective in this league. Um, tonight, I, I'm not sure if, if, if when you look at the loss tonight, if you're putting it on someone like Larson. Larson was one of the few players not minus in the game tonight, so... Uh, he'll get better as he gets back into game shape after missing a number of games. But the Oilers, they, they do, they struggle at, at centerman depth. And that was one of the reasons they went out and found a couple players in the offseason, hoping they would step in and be able to produce. But uh, they, they also struggle in winger depth. I mean, the Oilers don't, outside of their top three players, and I'm including Nugent Hopkins there, their depth up front is, is not great. Cassian is having another strong year. But Neil Neil's has, helped the power play. He's helped the power five play. Five on five, he's it hasn't up been and good. Down. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't been good. So there, there, there's holes that need to be fixed. Yeah. But the thing about that, there's, there's not a team around the league that you can't say the same thing about. There's a lot of teams that have holes that need to be fixed. Unfortunately, there's not enough players and not a big enough salary cap for all holes. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at the Holland brought in Shane, Archibald, Grandlin, players like that, he didn't, he didn't go after stars. And really, I mean, we've talked about this before. To me, the Oilers have two NHL fourth lines. Yep. You know, maybe the last half of last year, they were playing fifth or sixth liners, you know, AHLers in some cases. I, I think they have the bottom six or probably two lines that they would qualify as fourth lines. Shane, Archibald, and Kara would be a very good fourth line. Oh, be, yeah, and, and, we, and we've seen them have... But really, they're the, the third games. line. On this team, on this, it is. On this team, they're, they're the third line. Yeah, and then the fourth line for the Oilers tonight was a guy uh, with uh, Haas, who was playing in Europe last year, Russ, who was playing in the minors last year, and Granlund, who up until a week, ago, weeks, yeah. a week ago wasn't playing up to his potential. So, uh, But uh, tonight's game wasn't on their bottom six. I, I don't think... I'm not sure anyone in the lineup is going to be happy with the game, way the game went tonight from the top line all the way down through their goaltender tonight. Vancouver was better in probably just about every aspect of this game. 5-2, the Canucks win it tonight. That means a $50 donation to 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous, courtesy Ascended Financial. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascended Financial. Visit CoveredAlberta.ca. They give $25 for every Oilers goal throughout the season. Well, what a Saturday night treat. I wonder how many empty bottles of red wine are scattered around his living room tonight. It's our buddy JP calling in. JP, go ahead. Tonight, it's uh, tea whiskey tonight. And boy, boy, I needed it after this one. My God. But you know what, you guys? Let's get down to... First off, Ray Drum, how are you guys? Doing very well. That's good to know. That's good to hear. Um, let's get down to brass tacks right off the hop, if you don't mind. I've been, like I say, drinking like no tomorrow during this game tonight. Just wanting to pew a few times. You know what? Leon tonight. Leon is the most disappointed tonight. 
because this guy was float all night long, couple bowls in the first, then he just kind of shoulder down. Oh, things aren't going well for me. But I'll tell you right now, this guy is going to fire up the engine tomorrow. He's going to be the reason tomorrow we get a nice, something big tomorrow. I want a nice 7-1, 7-1, something like this sounds good to me. But you know what, I, I, I'm not the world's not ending. Everyone, oh, should we split the lines? Oh my God, we need third line center this time. Everything is fine, you guys, it'll be fine. Everything is going to be okay. I'm having a great night. Rob, I, I have to have a personal quick combo with you, if you don't mind. Sure. Christmas, Christmas is around the corner. I have been begging for three, four, five, I don't know how many years this boy is beyond my memories. I need an autograph for this Christmas. I'm a jersey from Pittsburgh. You have the money, not I can afford a Pittsburgh jersey. You go buy and you autograph and you give to me if you don't mind, Robbie. There are Rob Brown jerseys at Sport Check. Well, around, I don't, well, then go to Sport Check, Rob. Get the jersey <laughs> and the sign if you don't mind, please. And I will give you a handshake and I appreciate this. This will be great. I need your autograph. It's part of, uh, it'd be a great Christmas for me. All I'm right. going to go back to the drinks, you guys. Thanks, Take care. JP. Thank you for the call. That is JP with some thoughts on the game, hoping for a 7-1 win tomorrow and an autographed Rob Brown jersey. Well, if he came to Studio 99, he could easily get an autograph. Oh, I'll sign his forehead. He comes on in here. <laughs> That'll be perfect. Oh, great. Now i got to buy my wife presents, my kids presents, and now JP presents. JP wants, how many jerseys do you have from your playing career? I got one from every team I played on. So that's like, what, 50? <laughs> it's six, a lot 60. of different teams, yes. Uh, yeah, I got one from every... Well, every uh, NHL team, and then I got even like because you only played what two games, Dallas, one game, LA. Do you have those oh, two? Oh, actually, no, uh, no, I didn't. So, so you have Hartford, Chicago, Pittsburgh. Yes, and then I got the Chicago Wolves and the Miners. I right. might have, I might have the Phoenix Roadrunners too. I'm not sure. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff packed up in my basement that oh, hasn't they're not all on display. Uh, actually, not, I don't think any of my jerseys are on display. I, I my NHL All Star jersey is on is in a frame that my wife got for me. And my World Junior is in a frame that's displayed. Oh, all nice. my NHL ones are hidden away somewhere. I think my son and daughter JP, were at the I shouldn't school. have asked. Now JP's going to want all those autographs. Well, absolutely. Anytime. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm having a Christmas party. I'll just I'll just invite JP over for the <laughs> just, Christmas party. Just drop by again. Yeah. As much autograph as you want. Uh, Tanner Pearson, no doubt, the first star tonight. Four points. Bo Horvat. Also a star tonight, Connor McDavid gets third star. Rob and I are going to give out the fourth star for White Eagle Homes, built from the homeowner's perspective with thousands of personalization options. Visit whiteeaglehomes.ca. Uh, to me, it's easy. Zach Cassian. I thought he, he, he took a penalty that he didn't need to take in the first five minutes of the game, but other than that, I thought he was strong. And I really liked the goal that he scored. He didn't defer it to, to Connor. He didn't defer it to Leon. He was in the best position to score. He put himself in that position because he drove in, cut across, used the defenseman as a screen, used Connor as a screen, put the puck in the net. He was plus a couple on a game where the team was minus, so Zach Cassian was by far the best oiler to me on the ice tonight. Cassian's up to nine goals this year, 28 games in. And, and he's doing it all five on five. He's not getting power play time. He is having a very, very strong season. All right, 780-496-0063. We will go to Greg on the line. Greg, you're also going to be our finish the play contestant, but we'll get to that after your thought of your question. 
Well, if you're giving away signed jerseys, I'll take one too. That's not a big deal. So. <laughs> well, come on over to the house with JP and we'll get them all set up. All right. Well, text me your address later and I'll come over. Um, <laughs> so, um, there's a couple things uh, I want to get at. Like, I want to be a little more positive and more, you know, enlightening. But um, I think they, that they need to shoot more and be a little more selfish with the puck instead of trying to make those cute passes that don't work. And there's a lot of turnover tonight. I mean, I thought they were going to come out and have a good game, especially after uh, what happened in Colorado. But then, again, Vancouver, what happened in Pittsburgh, same thing, right? So um, the other thing that I wanted to say was um, that uh, now that McDavid has uh, um, has more points than Dreisaitl and is leading the league in scoring now, I hope that lights a little bit of a fire under Dreisaitl to be like, hey, I, 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 a friendly competition to just, you know, help them both succeed and help them both compete against each other for that league lead. Uh, you're right. Other than the fact that most of their points are with each other. So, um, <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the one thing. It's the one thing, too, because you, you can see they're both very unselfish. I mean, there's chances where both of them could get a point without the other guy getting one, but they they rarely do that. They try to keep each other involved. Uh, I, what we've seen thus far, and most great players are like this, if, if they have an off night or an off night or two, the next chance they have to go out, they, they set the world on fire. So I would imagine in tomorrow's game that Leon is going to have a big game. This is back-to-back games without a point. Uh, I don't think he was as strong tonight as we've seen him. And he knows the importance of, uh, of the game in, in Vancouver. So I would think that whether Leon is with Connor Damore or whether Leon's centering his own line, I would expect him to be a force in the game. All right, Greg, you're going to finish the play. You already have eight days parking at Jet Set Parking, the best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online at jetsetparking.com. Self-park as low as $5.98 per day with the promo code Jet. Here we go, Greg. As Nurse under pressure in the high slot, finds Gagne. He'll dish off McDavid, side of the net, centered. Cassian can't find it. Bear curled it in front. McDavid shoots and scores. All right, so McDavid had two points tonight. He's up to 49 in 28 games. Greg, how many points did McDavid have last year? Did he have 141 or 116? Oh, that's an easy one, 116. But, um... I also want to donate whatever I win to charity, so I don't know how to do that. Well, tell you what, your name's going into a draw, so if you win down the road, we'll make sure you get it to a charity. Sound fair? Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Your name goes into the grand prize draw for a one-hour at Fast Track Indoor Karting, valued at 1000 bucks. safe adrenaline pumping fun, FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. Did he guess? Yeah, he said 116. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he said it. Well, we're well, we pretty much put everybody in the draw anyway. <laughs> we, we like people winning. The Oilers did not win tonight. They lose 5-2. More post-game reaction from both dressing rooms. We're live in Studio 99. Overtime open line, courtesy Hartlett Ford. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Myers in on the forecheck, pokes the puck free. He's able to feather one to Peterson. Centering pass, one-timer, what a save on J.T. Miller by Mike Smith. And a good read by the Edmonton goaltender. All right, that's Mike Smith, save of the game, courtesy Jiffy Lube, Be Wise, Winterize, Mike Smith, very good in the first period. The Canucks were up 2-1 after one. Could have been much worse after that. Smith wound up making uh, 33 saves on 38 shots. A couple kind of snuck by him when he 
wasn't able to quite stretch out far enough. The uh, Pearson goal in the second period, and then the Levo wraparound got under him in the third. Yeah, goaltenders usually aren't happy when those go in. Uh, they were both really odd. The, the one, the Pearson goal, was in front of the net, and it, it, it seemed that Smith had his leg in the proper spot, and then also his leg just went back a little bit behind the goal line. And the other one that came from behind the net at Levo's goal, uh, it came. It looked like he went between his legs, possibly, because we're all we don't see it very well from the press box. And all of a sudden, everyone's got their hands in it. Like, hey, wait a sec, his leg looked like it was in the right spot. His pad was, um, but at the end of the night, Markstrom was better in, in his end than than Smith was. Having said that, the Vancouver Canucks as a whole were better than the Edmonton Oilers that were tonight. So I think there's plenty of blame, I guess, if you want to go around tonight for the Oilers' loss. 5-2, the Canucks win it. 780-496-0063. We will welcome Chris to overtime open line. Hey, Chris, thank you for calling. Go ahead. How's it going, Reeves? Good. Good. Uh, Chris from Calgary calling. I met you at Studio 99 last year. Oh, thanks. Well, that was cool to meet you. Thanks a lot for calling in. Yeah, okay. Uh, as far as the game is concerned, we uh, have split up the split car. Ed Rysaddle up at the bar night. Uh, the fourth star, I would give it the topic of Russell tonight. The fourth star? Yep. Yeah. Uh, that kid is going to score tomorrow night. Uh, we, we need more speed. Uh, I, w- I would say Gagne, I'll put in my guard. Uh, if, if Benning is ready, which he should be, I play tomorrow. Maybe I, maybe I would sit Jones. So you'd, you'd put Benning in and you'd put Nygaard in? Yeah, and I would sit Jones. Okay. And sorry, who would you have Nygaard going in for? Uh, up for Gagne. Up for Gagne. Okay. Well, we'll see what they do. Thanks, Chris. We appreciate you calling. There probably will be... I mean, you'd think there's going to be a change or two. Nygaard does add some speed. He hasn't been playing a lot yeah, lately. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks, Chris. Uh, uh, okay, no, uh, 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 one more thing, Reed. Yep. Uh, I would run Koskinen uh, the next three games. The next three. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to handle this week. Koskinen's going to be tomorrow. And then they have a couple days off, and then they'll play Wednesday and Friday. Now, I don't know if they're going to go away from the rotation quite yet. I, maybe Koskinen gets the next two. I, 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 I agree. I don't think he, he, I, we've seen we've seen a goaltender. We've seen Smith actually have a, a, an off night or get pulled, and next game he's back in there with, with the rotation that Dave Tippett has wanted. I don't think he's going to agree. I don't think he's going to change it yet. I don't think they're going to go Koskinen three in a row. Although I, I think it's been fair to say we're one third into the season. Koskinen has been the better of the two over the course of the first 27, 28 games. Uh, he's having a fantastic start to the season, and they certainly need a huge game out of him tomorrow in Vancouver, as we saw tonight. The Vancouver Canucks, they're a team that can score now, and they've done it a number of times this year. I heard Jack talking about they've had five goals, I don't know how many times this year, so Koskinen's going to have to have a strong start in Vancouver, especially early in the hockey game, to get a little bit of traction for the Oilers. 
Canucks win it 5-2. They are coached by Travis Green. Here he is for BDO First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. Travis coming in, you said you thought you'd need everyone to play well to get a result. Do you feel like you got that kind of game for you? Yeah, we sure did. That was, uh, you know, real team effort tonight. I thought everyone played a hell of a game. Obviously, with Eddie leaving the game, our D, our D stepped up, and uh, I thought all four lines played well. Do you have an update on Alex? Uh, he'll get reevaluated tomorrow. I don't, I'm doubtful for tomorrow. You had some first periods on the road trip that obviously weren't your best, but I mean, how much did you like the way you just took the game to them from the drop of the puck? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'd use the word took the game, but I, I thought we had a really strong first period and we managed the puck well. And not only do we manage it well, our forecheck was strong. Uh, I thought our D's did a good job breaking the puck out early in the game, which is sometimes hard. Uh, because teams usually, you know, they're coming hard, so our D had to make some good plays. And uh, we just just continued to play well the whole game. That's that's the part I like the most. Travis, based on his deployment for much of this season, <clears throat> what made Louis the right choice to join that line in a shutdown capacity? Well, I just we used that line last year a few times, and uh, I talked with Louis last week and talked about his game a little bit. And, uh, you know, I felt like if I, when I put him back in that I would give him a different look than playing on the fourth line. Uh, I thought tonight was a good night to do that, and it, as it turned out, you know, they ended up scoring that, that line a lot, and Petey actually ended up playing a lot against McDavid tonight in Dreisaitl, and, uh, but you almost need two lines that can play against them for how much they play, so it was a bit, you know, Bo played a little bit against them, but Petey did as well. I know it's not about bottom line necessarily for Louis at this stage and the things that you ask him, but how good do you feel for a guy that's able to contribute? You do. Uh, you know, he hasn't hasn't complained once this year. Um, you know, really hasn't hasn't played anywhere else but the fourth line and um, he wanted the opportunity and sometimes you got to reassess things and, and we gave him that opportunity tonight and give him credit. That line played, they were good tonight. All right, that's Travis Green, coach of the Canucks. They improved to 13-10-4 on the season. They go 3-3 three and three on a six-game road trip. He's talking there about uh, Louis Erickson, 15th game of the year. That was his first goal, first point tonight. Yeah, Louis Erickson, he came over, was a, a huge signing a few years back for the Vancouver Canucks. It hasn't worked out for him. Uh, there was talk at one point, uh, would he be the, the guy that would be traded for Milan Lucic? He's come out publicly, his agents come out publicly, talking about the fact that he didn't know if he and the coach saw eye to eye, maybe it'd be better for him to move somewhere else. Uh, but they sat down with the Vancouver Canucks in the offseason. They talked things through. And as, as you heard Green talk about there, that he's been very professional this year, despite where he's been playing. And nobody wants to play lower than you, than you would believe that you are. But what you like about a player that like that that when things aren't going your way and you're given an opportunity you're prepared for it and tonight Erickson got an opportunity to move up in the lineup to play much bigger minutes in a much more important role and he was very good and there's a lot of players that uh, will bitch and moan and want that opportunity and when the opportunity finally comes they're not ready for it because instead of preparing for it they're bitching and moaning uh, but he came up, he played very well, and I would imagine after the way he played tonight, you're going to see him on the exact same line tomorrow night against the, against the Oilers. And uh, he, uh, he did 
exactly what he needed to do to continue to play where he's playing. 780-496-0063. We will bring Robert onto the show. Hey, Robert, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Uh, hey, guys, how you doing? Hey, not bad. Good to hear from you. Uh, I have a thought. Uh, uh, my thought on the game tonight was obviously, I think, well, the Oilers, they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't play well in the first. I think part of that was I think maybe they were a little bit sluggish coming off that five-game road trip, which means they probably shouldn't have been because they had two days off. But now that being said, shifting to tomorrow night, I think I would leave McDavid and Dreisaitl together at least at the start of the game. And then, and then if the team comes out slow again, maybe maybe Tippett uh, splits them up to send a message. And also, I would I would like to see Nygaard back in there. And I think maybe maybe Matt Benning back in on on D. But I think I, I think Benning probably needs a practice or two before he plays. And I think and I want to touch on what you guys have said earlier about that. Koskinen, I think Koskinen at the very least plays the next two, and I don't see Tippett as changing the two and two system like you guys said, unless one of them like has has like a has like a really horrible stretch where they lose like uh, two or three starts in a row. Yeah, thanks, Robert. Robert, all good thoughts. Yeah, I wonder about Nygaard just to inject a little bit of more more speed. Um, you know, I, I think the defense has looked the best as a whole when Benning and Russell have been together. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Benning's had a an, another very good start to the season. He's plus eight on the team, which is, yeah, he leads the team in plus minus. Uh, and that's pretty good as, as a third-pairing defenseman. They're no, normally not on for a lot of goals for. Uh, I, I, I would think that... They want to get Benning into the lineup as soon as they can, and I, I'm sure that if he's capable of playing tomorrow, they will play him. Uh, I, I don't think missing a couple games and then not having a practice, a real practice, would would affect him or hurt him. I mean, he's in good shape. He's a young kid. I don't think jumping into a game tomorrow night would be that hard on him. And so I think I would have him in the lineup. I, I certainly would because I agree. I think he and Russell, when they play together, they read each other very well and play well together. And we saw tonight a couple breakdowns defensively, and you want to try and give yourself the best chance to win, and I think bending in the lineup gives you your best chance of winning. So you'd go Clefbaum, Larson, Nurse, Bear, Chris Russell, Matt Benning? Yes. Yeah. I would. I, I, think that, I think that is the best setup for the Oilers going forward defensively. And so Koskinen's going to play tomorrow, and then the homestand is Ottawa Wednesday, Kings Friday, Buffalo next Sunday, and Carolina on the 10th. Well, I would I imagine, and I'm guessing, that Koskinen plays tomorrow, then Koskinen plays the next one. Then they'll go to Smith, and then I, I would evaluate at that point. But I would think you go two Koskinen's, one Smith, and then evaluate after that. All right, 5-2, the Canucks win it tonight. One uh, young defenseman for the Oilers who's having a pretty good campaign so far, Ethan Bear. Here he is. You guys came back to 2-2. It looked like you guys were making a bit of a push there in the second, and they kind of, that third goal is kind of a backbreaker for you. How'd you see that? Yeah, no, that's um, it's always obviously tough when you fall behind in the game, and uh, Vancouver played a solid game and um, you know, really didn't give us too much you know, good looks, and um, you know, they credit to them, but I think we can uh, you know, attack more and 
just uh, you know support each other a little better in the D zone. This is a team that's shown they've been able to bounce back. Are you excited by the fact that you can get another crack so quickly? Yeah, no, that's that, that's nice. Like knowing that you got another one tomorrow, and you know, hopefully we could uh, you know, go on, obviously with a chip on our shoulder now, and um, you know, go with a little bit more, uh, you know, get a little bit more juice, and hopefully have a better start and hopefully get a lead. Is that the key? They came out really storming the first period. And they got a lot of good looks on Mike, even with the two goals. They get, he made a lot of saves. Then you're fighting back. You dug yourself yeah. a hole um, one period. Yeah, no, that's tough. Like Especially when they're getting those many, that many chances, they're getting momentum, right? Um, and then, you know, you kind of want to calm that down as much as you can. And I think we can just, I don't know, maybe play them tighter in the D zone, sort things out a little better with communication. Um, but we'll, we'll look at it tomorrow. That first game back from a long road trip, does it take a while to kind of get back into the groove and find your legs? And no, I don't, I don't think so. Like, I think everyone was fired up and ready to go today. Just, I don't even know. I don't know what the, I don't know. We, we, we seem to, you know, it's a pretty energetic group to start. But, uh, you know, when you fall behind and you got to claw your way back, it's not easy. All right, a little bit there from Ethan Bear as his Oilers lose 5-2 to the Canucks. They were just showing... Ovechkin's uh, hat-trick goal on the big screen here in Studio 99. He, he put the puck in the net. I, I, that's one of those. He would have been awarded the goal had the puck not gone in. Yeah, he had a breakaway on an empty net, and the, the, the defender did everything possible. Grabbed him, hooked him, tripped him. It was hanging still, off him. Like it was funny. was towing him behind him when he scored. It was like there's a commercial out right now where Jerome Bettis is a, playing flag football with a bunch of old dudes, and he's running down the field. One guy's got his arms around his leg, and he's pulling the guy all the way down the field with him. That's what it looked like with Ovechkin. And then did you see the stat afterwards? That was yes, fifth, I wrote it down. 15th straight year to start his career with 20 goals. Sandin Yager. Mike Gartner, Marcel Dion also did that. And I, I'm not sure everyone was expecting to get his to get his 20th in his, what, 26th game or yeah, whatever of the it. season. An incredible start to the season. And it, we're seeing that this year, though. There isn't, like, we've talked about how great a start to the year Connor and Leon have had. But Brad Marchand, I think, is on pace for 140 points. He's, like, plus. He's plus 20. I think last I saw he was plus. plus 20, which so he's on pace to be plus 60 or something. Pasternak's on pace for 72 goals. Ovechkin's on pace for 60 goals. Well, the scoring's up. I mean, we've talked about that. I think this is some of the rule changes yep. really starting to pay off. A little bit goaltending equipment. Remember, remember I asked Tip a couple weeks ago. He said he doesn't think they've gone far enough with some of the goaltending equipment. But I, I know for a lot of fans, we still they still say there's too much hooking, holding, and obstruction. But there is, there is less. It has changed. All you have to do is watch a replay of a game 10 years ago and then watch a replay of a game 20 years ago. This is a completely different game now than it was then. The, the stars are allowed to play the way they're supposed to play. Yeah, Marchand's uh, plus 20. Well, Peugeot for Ottawa is plus 18. That's pretty good that's, on a really bad team. That's really good. Well, I bet you there's guys in the double digits minuses on Ottawa. Because they're a bad team, so I'm guessing they've got some pretty high minuses, and this guy's plus 18. That's pretty amazing. 5-2, the Oilers lose to the Canucks. Edmonton's record is 16-9-3. They are now 7-3-2 on home ice. This is only the second time all year they've lost back-to-back -back games in regulation time. All right, we have Rick calling in on the open line. Rick, thanks a lot for staying up and giving us the buzz. What's on your mind? Yeah, good evening, gentlemen. Just want to talk about our, our third line, the power, and also uh, just about, obviously, they've got to produce more and get more support for the top two. But I just think tonight we just, you know, we, we let in a couple dirty goals. No, played the Smith, but 
a couple of dirty goals, those hard goals, you know, like in tight with a tip in and the one just on the post. And then that changes the momentum, you know. So I just feel we have to be harder on those, you know, be more defensively minded to get that puck and not to let the other teams crash our net so much. Well, I think you make a, yeah, I think well, I think you make a good point. I mean, we, Rob and I talked a bit about that off the top. The the high danger areas of the ice, the slot, mm-hmm. within you know 15 feet of the goal, the Canucks were better. The Oilers yeah. didn't collapse as well yeah. defensively and whack pucks out of there, whack sticks away, and then you ju- I just felt even when the Oilers were playing better in the second period and creating scrambles and getting the puck into that area there weren't a lot of clean shots there were they were always Canucks in the way somehow impeding the Oilers somehow yeah in the opposite the, the Canucks got a lot of really good looks that were uh, with without any any pushback uh, a number of coming down the slot coming from behind the net getting rebounds uh, you know, as much as Smith might want a couple of the, the, the goals back, there are other ones where he made big saves on that looked like sure goals. So this was a this was a defensive effort that wasn't near up to par with what we've seen from the Oilers for most of the year. And the Canucks are a better team. They're a team that will take advantage of your mistakes, and the Oilers tonight made a lot of those. All right, we're still going to hear from Tanner Pearson. Big night for him. He had four points. Vancouver five, Edmonton two is your final. We're live in studio. Oilers hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Canucks outplay the Oilers, win at 5-2 tonight at Rogers Place. Tanner Pearson with four points. Here he is, courtesy BDO First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. Career night for you, but uh, I'm sure it's more about uh, the result at the end of a road trip. Absolutely. Um, we did that one. Um, after the way Pittsburgh went, it uh, wasn't the third period we wanted, so uh, to get the lead tonight and um, to hold and to keep on pushing for that matter was a big step. What about the challenge of the assignment that you guys had and then to come out on the right side of it? Yeah. Um, you know, it's a good hockey team over there, and they got a lot of firepower, and um, that's not a secret. Um, but uh, no, we uh, played, every line played well tonight, um, kept it rolling. Um, it was uh, a good game, and to, good to finish the, the trip 500. When you're leading after two periods, coming out of that Pittsburgh game. Yeah. Does the word Pittsburgh even need to be spoken in here in the intermission? or No. no. I, I th- there's been a couple of those games this year where they kind of slipped away in the third and um, it was about time that no one really said anything. Everyone knew what the job had to be done and uh, it was good to finish this trip by at least 500. Your second goal, it seemed like there were a number of you guys that were helping the official pointing. Did, did you know it was across yeah, the line? I, I saw it slide in kind of the crease of his pad there. Um, no, I didn't get didn't get all all of it, that was for sure, but um, it was nice to get the lead back. Kind of a funny play, too, because it looked like maybe you had missed your opportunity. Yeah, I, I thought I did. I thought I had I had it and kind of went under my skate there and I tried to kick it up, and luckily Bo was behind and grabbed it and um, shoved it there. Tan, it just seemed like the puck was finding you a lot tonight. Have you had a night like this? What was the last four-point night, do you remember? 
I don't know. Probably tell me know. better than me. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, just going to get the win. To salvage a 500 road trip with some of the guys you've had out of the lineup, yeah. what does that mean for you guys heading home now for quite a lot of games? Yeah, yeah, it's building? it's big. Um, obviously, the the injuries have crept up on us, uh, unfortunately. But um, you know, I think everyone's doing their job to step up, and um, it, it was a long trip. Um, so to finish at 500 and to you know maybe to get some momentum to go back. All right, that's Tanner Pearson. Four points tonight for the Canucks as uh, they beat the Oilers 5-2. So the Canucks go to 13-10-4. The Oilers drop to 16-9-3 on the season. They uh, do continue to lead the Pacific Division because Arizona lost tonight. So uh, we have the Oilers with 35 points. Arizona with 34. San Jose uh, up to 31 now as they continue to uh, charge. And Vancouver fourth in the division. They have 30 points. Actually, Vegas, Calgary, and Vancouver all have 30 points. Vancouver gets placed higher because they've played the least number of games. Yeah, and San Jose and Dallas, two teams that had horrific starts to the season, now have climbed their way back into playoff spots. And that's what I said right from the beginning. When the O's got off to this hot start, you want to continue to bank points because there are teams that have got off to slow starts that you know are going to be better. And the two that really stood out to me were both Dallas and San Jose, those Dallas, is, as you talked about, that was your preseason Stanley Cup winner. And it was, to me, it was a, I, I felt they were going to have a very, very good team this year. And San Jose is just a perennial playoff team. So you want to bank as many points as you, you can because those good teams that got slow starts eventually are going to find their game. And both San Jose and Dallas have now done that. It's going to be on the other side too, Rob, just to quickly talk about this. It's going to be interesting to watch Tampa Bay as well. They're... They're 12-9-3. and three. They, They've only played 24 games. They've played the, the least number of games. Well, the Islanders have only played 24. But Tampa Bay is, I mean, right, well, they're three points behind Toronto right now with, with four games in hand. But 12-9-3 is not a world-beater record, especially after what they did last year. No, it's not. In there, I was looking earlier today, too, uh, at Pittsburgh as well. Pittsburgh, again, they're... they're, they're record isn't bad but still I, th I thought they were on the outside looking in as well are they they're not? in the last wild card spot okay so yeah so they're just hanging on I mean those are teams that you would expect Tampa a great team I think they raised the bar so high for themselves last year that anything under that is disheartening and, and underachieving and then they have the, the poor playoffs there where they lose out quickly so there's, there's a number of good hockey teams that don't make it every year in the playoffs. So that's why you want to make sure that every chance you can get points, you grab those points and run with them. And tonight, the Oilers missed an opportunity. 5-2 Vancouver wins. These two teams play again tomorrow in Vancouver. It's on 6.30, Chad. Face-off show at 6.30. The game will start at 8. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our engineer here in Studio 99. Thanks to Angie Quinnell and Kellen Kennedy back at 6.30, Chet. Oilers Hockey is presented by World of Spas. Overtime Open Line is courtesy Heartland Ford. You can always get more on 630Chet.com, globalnews.ca. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. 6.30, Chet, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30, Chet.